Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, it's good to be here, man. Sorry I had to miss last week. I guess yeah. Scott did an okay job from what I hear. He did okay. He did okay. <laughs> He'll never be a John. But, I, but I, I, I do appreciate he's able to step in and help out when I can't be there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he did good. Yeah, we uh, got into some really interesting conversations, and one of which I was going to bring up with you, so I'll bring up in a bit here. But you said you were camping last night? Yeah, I, I went camping in a place called Kelly's Island in Lake Erie. You take a ferry, put your car on a ferry, drive about 20, 30 minutes out in the middle of the lake. There's this island. It's beautiful, beautiful, nice and mellow, relaxing. It was it was pretty good. Got up this morning at 6 a.m. and drove into work from my tent. What made you do that the yep. uh, night before work? Well, my sister was up visiting, and we had it planned, and I just had a lot going on at work, and I couldn't take the day off like I wanted to, so ah, did what I had you. to do. You know what that's like? Is saying on on Facebook just a while ago, man. I I could take a, a month off. In fact, there was a person who was interviewed and locally here. She takes three months off a year. How the she, hell? Is she a teacher? <laughs> no, she's an entrepreneur. Quite a popular oh. one. Wow. Well, if you can do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> if I could, I'd be all over that, man. Anywho, everyone out there is doing well, and uh, thank you for listening so, today. So, if, if you had your choice of Taking a big chunk of time off all at once or working three-day weeks all the time, which would you pick? Right now, uh, all at once, and then later on, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a tough, it's really a tough question because you can get a lot done, but then if you go three months without seeing any of it, it's like, does it all fall apart? You're worried about it. It's stressful. But then is three days a week enough to get stuff done? Yeah, that's the it's, thing. It depends on, Not as an it depends owner. on what you're doing, actually. And again, yeah. three months as an owner is pretty much impossible. I can't fathom that. Anyway, anyone out there got any tips? Post them on our Google Plus community <laughs> forum because I would love to hear them. <laughs> uh, 20 years of this and, you know, it starts to feel like you need a break. Anywho, that might be the kids helping too. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. today's show, you wanted to get into a, quite a rant, I understand. I'm going to say a rant. For some reason, all of a sudden in the past three or four days, all these issues surrounding the keyword planner tool have come up. I mean, there's been a there's been at least four, maybe five of them. Different topics, different things happening. Some of them related, some of them not. But it's weird that just all of a sudden there's all this buzz around the keyword planner tool, and I don't know well, if it's it's pretty obvious why. <laughs> why? Well, because Google shut it down for like they had a quote unquote bug, which I think is BS. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. So the first thing that happened related to it was what you just said. All of a sudden, news came out that, and there was a screenshot of some that somebody had gotten where it says you must have a active PPC account. I can't remember how they put it, but an active PPC account to gain access to the Gear Planner tool. So the SEO world went crazy, saying, "Why can't we have this for free?" Some radio host that I talk with a lot had this crazy post on Facebook, just going ballistic about this. <laughs> it got some attention. <laughs> it did. 
And, you know, I was in the middle of camping at the time trying to read this stuff on my phone. And, and I actually got in an argument on relax, Facebook buddy. page. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. I was on an island sitting by the waves of the Lake Erie. They have a really nice sand beach. And I'm sitting on a chair, smoking a cigar, drinking a adult beverage, <laughs> reading my phone. <laughs> and I get in a fight on Facebook with somebody on your freaking wall about this whole thing. I'm like, I'm going to let Ross have it. Okay. So keyword tool. <laughs> You know, it's gone, apparently, and everybody's mad. Ross, what was your thought when you thought it was gone? What did you think? Oh, I just thought it was it was a very low-class move by Google. It made very little sense, and I was pissed off, especially the fact there was no warning. It, it just it, it drove a little, a little fork in me. It was pissing me off. <laughs> and I think every other SEO I saw comment on it had that same feeling, except Dave Davies. Dave Davies and I were pretty much the only ones I saw, and I didn't even post much because I was in, in a campground, that thought, you know, this could actually be a good thing. Right. And I can understand why Google would do it. It's a free tool. It probably cost them a significant amount of money to run it and, and keep it free for everybody. Aww. That's an expense. Right. Oh, yeah. But it's an expense. You know, if you have a tool that you give away for free for your customers and all of a sudden it starts getting abused by an entire industry, what would you do, Ross? You do something abused? about it. Why was it being abused? They knew very well People, it was being used for organic. Oh, yeah, but the depth of this using, I bet you we have no and clue. And they were getting people... people's email addresses. They were abusing us, man. All right. Well, besides the point, it's if you're doing SEO and you're relying on that tool so much you can't do your job without it, or you can't find a reasonable solution to the point where you get so mad you're throwing things against the wall, like I saw some <laughs> people thinking about, you've got a problem in your ability to do SEO, in my opinion. And I'm not saying you personally, Ross, but I mean – there are so many tools that, A, do keyword research. I know of some that do better than the keyword planner. And mm -hmm. it's like they cost a lot of money to use, exactly. but they're out there, right? But then again, keywords, we can't see them in analytics. We're not writing for them specifically anymore. You know, they're, they're handy to have and it's good information to have. But if you can't do your job without that tool, you're in trouble as an SEO, in my opinion. And I thought it would be a great way if they did just turn it off. The more I thought about it, I thought about it, this is really good. This is going to weed out some of those SEOs that don't really know, you know, the depth of the industry and what needs to be done. And it's going to make some of the other ones that do know it that were lazy and just using these tools on a regular basis find new solutions and maybe get better, right? That's what I was thinking. But then what happened? Then it's a bug. It's not really going to get turned off. It's just a bug. And I agree with you. I don't think it was a bug. Yeah, where do you get a custom error screen in a bug. Yeah, Give me a exactly. freaking break. <laughs> exactly. If it's a bug, where the hell did that screen come from? That's my, yeah. you took the words right out of my mouth. To right. use Keyword Planner, you need to have at least one active campaign and they got a nice little logo and stuff. Like, yeah, man, F you, Google. There's no freaking way yes. that that was a bug. Yeah, and, it, that's, and that didn't that didn't accidentally happen. They didn't they didn't accidentally. Oops! Some graphic designer accidentally made this, and then it accidentally got shown to the public at the right time at the right place. They <laughs> just love the f with. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you can tell it gets me messed. I always get mad when Google f's with us. I mean, really, there's no reason whatsoever they couldn't have just brought this up. Could have given a heads up. They could have done anything they wanted, and then I would have been I would have been like, all right, I'd be pissed off still, but it would be like a little more reasonable. It certainly wouldn't have been out of the blue. And uh, yeah, I think it's good for the industry. I think it's good for the mm -hmm. industry because there's a lot of companies that are going to go, yay, we're finally going to get our money because Google's not scooping us anymore. 
I mean, like you said, a lot of them do mm-hmm. a better job of it, but many people didn't care. I didn't care. They're, they weren't doing mm-hmm. that much better of a job for me. I really didn't need that level of service of keyword research for many of my clients. Google, Google Keyword Planner is perfectly fine. And what I loved using it for was doing some research into some of the, the verbiage of what people actually search for in areas of sort of obscure areas. I'm trying to think of an example. Let's say a corporate training. There's a lot of baffle gab that my clients like to use. I wanted to see how much of it was actually searched. Great. It was really mm-hmm. handy. You know, that sort of stuff I find just awesome. It's nice to get access to. I don't nearly use it as much as a lot of the people who were getting cheesed off. But yeah. I am also the kind of person, as many of you know, listening, that I love getting on a bandwagon when Google <laughs> runs on it. I love really? it. Really? Are you, are you sure? Yes. I'm, well, I, I'll I'm, tell you the one it, thing about I'll tell you one thing about Keyword Planner Tool that I do like and that I'll use it occasionally for because I haven't seen any real good equivalence in the other tools is where you can drill down to very specific locations and get volume data on keywords. I haven't been able to find that that's good in another tool somewhere. So occasionally I'll need that and I'll look into it. There's also some serious comfort in knowing uh, or at least (laughs) knowing uh, such a thick, so much to it. But anyway, knowing, quote unquote, what Google sees. See, I don't buy that. I buy it that you believe it, but it's also hypocritical because we always talk so much about how you can't believe what Google says. I know. Why are you going to believe they're too? And but we, and those we, numbers aren't we also are kind they're, of, they're, they're bitches. Estimate. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. I, I'll give you that one. <laughs> but those, we know those numbers are estimated anyway. They're not exact. So we know they're not accurate to begin with, right? Well, so well, there are a lot of them we, rounded up. We certainly up. have been you know, filtered out uh, in many regards, but at least it so was we, some respect would, uh, beneficial. So if you got a keyword volume for a term, would you ever tell a client to expect that much traffic? Never. A, no, because the, the traffic gets distributed between all the, all the positions on the page. But B, that number is so inaccurate compared. The only thing I ever use Keyword Planner for is to compare keywords against each other. You can't yeah. use it to order. That, that's of all you can do. Popularity. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's keep on going with the Keyword Planner controversies that are happening, right? So <laughs> the next thing that happens, these came out today or yesterday, I believe. There's two new things about the Keyword Tool. The first one is worse than turning it off, in my opinion, if it's true, right? So what they have done now is they've started combining terms like SEO. And the example I saw in the post was SEO and search engine optimization have exactly the same volume. And you see this occasionally in there, and I've seen it in the past. But the speculation is that they're taking semantic terms and combining them as a as an overall volume because a lot of these keyword volumes have gone up very suddenly, very rec- recently, very you know just overnight, right? Which mm-hmm. may be tied to the next thing we're going to talk about. They did the keyword planner, maybe. See, and, and this is another thing, and I'm I'm going to digress a bit. But that first thing that came out when they said free access to the key- keyword planner tool is now denied. You have to have a paid account. This thing about what's happening with the combining of the terms so you don't get real accurate volume data anymore. They're publishing these articles. A lot of our news publishers in the industry are publishing this stuff before getting any comment from Google to see if, if it's accurate. Because there's it's such a rush to get the scoop these days, they're not doing the real good journalist part of what their job should be in verifying stuff. It's called Fox so, News Syndrome. Yeah, yeah, and BuzzFeed and all of them. It's just ridiculous, but it's happening in our industry. So when you read this stuff, always please wait before you act. 
until you hear some official word from somebody. Just because someone writes it on one of these super popular industry news sites does not mean it's 100% true unless they've got confirmation from the source. Yeah, unless John or I write about it. That, that's true. And if I write about it, it'll be on Ross's site anyway. So, <laughs> oh God, I got to get writing. It's okay. embarrassing. Okay, so so what's happening is talking about they've combined a lot of related and similar terms into one search volume. So if you've got variations on a term, you no longer can see the long tail. You can no longer see which one is performing better, which one has a higher volume. They have all been combined, which to me is. If that's true and it really is happening and they're taking all these semantic words and smushing them together and saying, you know, this is the combined volume for these this group of terms, right? That's worse than not giving us direct access, you know, anymore because that's we're losing data that we will never get back. At least with the other one, if you if you started a PPC campaign, spending a dollar a year, you could get access to the keyword planning tool, right? Mm-hmm. But now with this with this combining, if that's actually what's happening, that data is gone. No matter what you're doing, you can't get that data anymore. This is actually worse, in my opinion, if you're using this tool and you're relying on this tool. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's it's going to be interesting to see what actually shakes out here. As you know, I didn't even notice that kind of fight that went on in my post. I saw it for a while and then I was busy and I haven't looked <laughs> at the uh, news since. You basically ignored the two guys to see which swung longer. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured, okay, I'll just start the fire and watch them everyone getting all right <laughs> riled up <laughs> hey, that's pretty that's, that's pretty good analogy seeing how he's sitting around a fire at the time <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> well let's take a quick break and we'll come back and uh, enjoy a little more uh, ranting and raving and all that fun stuff Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. 
Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. You know, I just realized that the intro I gave today was the non-Cranberry one. Oops. Ooh. Sorry. I'm, what? Yeah. Ouch. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I, they, I will they, delete they, the other one. They, they won't listen anyway. <laughs> so, so, so I just I, I want to make sure we got one more thing to talk about with uh, Keyword Planner, but just want to really emphasize the fact if you're seeing this stuff, especially this thing about the combining of the data in the Keyword Planner, Google has not commented on this that I could find. I did some digging today to see if they commented on this anywhere. I can't find a comment on this anywhere. Same thing with the next one. The next one is over at SEO Roundtable, Barry talks about some users are reporting, was the quote. Some users are reporting that the exact match selection in the Keyword Planner tool is gone. They can't do exact match anymore. They can only do broad. And what's the other one? Crap. Some phrase. Tip of my tongue. Yes, phrase match. Phrase and broad. Which kind of goes in with this whole thing. If they're combining the data, why let them do exact match anyway? Right? So that kind of fits. But again, this is some users are reporting. No comment from Google on this yet that I can find anywhere. Hopefully they'll comment on both these things in the next couple of days and we'll know one way or the other. It's interesting that all this stuff has come up around a keyword planning tool just in the past few days. This is where you know you and I differ, Ross. I don't think it matters. I, I would prefer to see people go away from getting to that detailed level of keyword research in, in, unless they have to, unless they're in such a very strict competitive environment that every little character is going to make a difference you can get you can understand what your audience is wanting you can understand the kind of questions they're asking about your business and how they ask them with plenty of other tools out there to get you a good enough general idea of what to write about if you're going into those exact match phrases and trying to optimize a page for this specific phrase the plural version of this specific phrase you're about two or three years behind in your seo knowledge and you need to catch up Mm-hmm. Well, I don't disagree entirely. I mean, I, I like I said, I've given you some use cases and when I, I use it, it's not very often though. It, it actually brings up that one article, excuse me, that you mentioned uh, why modern SEO requires almost no technical expertise. That's a 2015 article by Jason Demers on entrepreneur.com and got lots of attention, as you might imagine. You know, reading through it, he essentially says that a lot of these, a lot of Optimization this day requires common sense. Frankly, that's always been the case. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just many people are lacking it or don't have the time to apply it. And also that most of the, the algorithm, the core algorithm, with that little we know of it, or certain of, I should say, really takes a lot of the effort out of us now because it's so much more complex. And, and, you know, I don't disagree with a lot of what he's saying. I do think that there's many use cases where a person with an SEO background, especially one with more experience, can really see different ways of doing things and improve upon a site. Uh, I've certainly had many, many cases where I've been working on sites that didn't really need an SEO, but it was a good, you know, we certainly did a good job for them and it helped. Then, but I've also got many that, my God, if they hadn't, they'd have been completely pooched. <laughs> so it's... See, yeah. see and my, my opinion on this is a little different because you probably can imagine because I think when we're dealing with a business with a website, 
you know, most of that is so cookie cutter these days. Google's even said we can we can read almost every page out there. Right. So the technical issues of them being able to get to it, read it, you know, unless it's specifically blocked or something like that, Google can get that content. It's not going to be that big a deal for them. Where the technical stuff comes in, in my opinion, is when you're making changes, you're introducing new technology. There's things that people do to their sites that, are, that no one else has done before because they get this wild hair. And you have to be able to know what that means when they say, you know, they're going to do something really technical. And if you don't understand what they're talking about, you don't have any idea how that may or may not impact your SEO of your site. Right. I actually was I was actually at a presentation a month or so ago. A gentleman was giving a really interesting presentation on how to create a scalable, infinitely scalable website without using a web server. And it was amazing to me. And we had a huge conversation afterwards about, well, how do IPs work? You know, what does this mean? It's all it's all client side JavaScript based. It was great. But if I wouldn't have had any clue about the technical side of SEO, I wouldn't have even known that what that meant, what that could even that be an issue. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But if I didn't know the technical stuff about how websites worked, I wouldn't have known that that could be a big problem if everything is served via JavaScript on the client side, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Yeah. Love to have seen that. It uh, was pretty cool. Yeah, I bet. And other examples are, are other different types of design that, yeah, sure, Google can read it. For example, infinite scroll or uh, what's the other one? where essentially your whole site's one page. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at getarculus.com. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully everybody else does too, because I don't remember. Yeah, I'm lacking the word, dang it. <laughs> but uh, in, in any case, you know, sure, they can read it and probably get a decent idea what it's about. But if you're competing against another site that's well-optimized and that's not properly optimized, you're going to have a real problem. And it's not right out of the box SEO. Yeah. And, and if you don't know technical SEO, how many times have we heard horror stories about people who have hreflang configured incorrectly and causing all kinds of problems? That's technical stuff. You got to know how to code that and what it means and what the pieces of it mean and how they work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you read these things, you're like, hmm, I wonder if this person's going to really make a good argument here and put me out of a job. <laughs> Not likely, <laughs> but you always yeah. I have to admit, you know, every business person's always like, oh, what happened? What's new? But no, th- yeah. there's nothing new that that's there's that fundamental. <laughs> and and that that was an entrepreneur entrepreneur magazine too. So that that had a lot of exposure. That mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we fight against. You know, in this industry, is people who don't know anything about our industry and why it works getting this information that can skew their opinion of what they need and what they don't need. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of that. Holy cow! Now, one of the things I wanted to bring up. Can we jump into something else? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So one of the things I brought up in the last show uh, was an area that I knew you'd love to, to, to chime in on. And it was about rank brain and how <laughs> it was very, yeah, very interesting how, and I was very clear in, in the last show that nothing shows it as a signal, nothing, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that happens after the fact it's, it's a ranking factor. However, what I brought up and it was really interesting because I, I did a little research around it. There are a number of examples of Google 
employees citing it as a signal. And they could specifically say signal, which makes no bleeding sense. And then I noticed just after that show, Gary Isles was at uh, SMX Advanced and did a uh, discussion. And I believe I wanted to double check this verbiage, but I, I understand he says, I'm going to stick with, my, with the message so far and that this is a signal. Now, obviously, he said more than that, but wow, how does so, they call that a signal? It's not something that can be influenced. He even said that. So how can why, it be a signal? Why, why does a signal have to be influenced? I don't understand that logic. Well, why does it happen? Okay, we're at SEOs. You know, if we can, if we can influence the signal, we will. <laughs> Put it that yeah, way. But, but there, you just said it. If we can influence a signal, did that statement implies that we cannot influence all signals, right? This is a signal we can't influence. But everything they said about it makes no sense that that's called a signal. Put that no, as, it's only other thing aside. It's only it's only the way we define signal in our industry. It doesn't necessarily mean the way we define signal is the same way they define signal. Yeah, right? I'd just they, like to know we, more about that. We understand, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of pieces of the algorithm. It changes 500 times a year. If we're not the SEO champion, and old school SEOs will get that reference. If we're not the SEO champion... <laughs> We, we don't know all of the, all, all Sorry, of this. It, it, it took you a second. It took you yeah, a second. Man, God, I had to go back in the old file cabinet there. Oh, dear God. Okay. And we, you'll have to tell the story. We'll have to yeah, tell the people, story. People, you have to look up SEO Champion online and get a laugh. It's yeah, a story it's, it's, that for the ages. Absolutely. And I was there, by the way. It was hilarious. But basically, the SEO Champion claimed to Matt Cutts at a session. <laughs> and I think it was, what was it? It was, it was Search Engine... It was SES back before they sold it. And Danny was there. They had this round table, and it was one you could bring beers to. So everybody was drinking in the audience, and Matt was up there, and there was a couple other people up there. I don't remember who else was on the stage besides Matt and Danny. But this guy named called himself SEO Champion got up and exclaimed to Matt Cutts that he knew – he was absolutely positive. He knew all 67, I can't remember what the number was, 97 of the algorithm pieces. He knew every one of them. And he just wanted Matt to, com- to confirm that he knew that. It was just, <laughs> it was the most amazing experience to watch this go, this back and forth between Matt Cutts and this guy. It was crazy. But anyway, yeah. so unless you know all of the pieces of the algorithm, which are <laughs> all signals, which we don't know, you know, you're not going to know if a signal is influenceable or not. Right. This one happens to be one that we know about that we also know we can't influence. Okay, you're getting I'd into say, semantics. The question here is so not you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you could also go to another route here. The question is, how could Rank Brain, based on everything we know, because I know there's not a lot, but they've given us some indication of what it does. It seems to be a ranking factor. It's something they do after to assume the the final result. I just don't get how that's a signal. And I don't care how they they say it differently. Fine, let's find out how, how because everything else is fit into our nice little package. So why okay, does okay, this not? Okay, let's just ask that. Answer that question. So help to help me understand your thinking. Do this for me. Define signal and then define factor. Okay, a signal is something that would go into. Uh, you're going to pick apart everything I say here. For, <laughs> <laughs> a signal is what I would consider something that goes into whether or not a page will rank, but based on the items of the page. I'm not doing this right. I'd have to sit down and write it down. Now, a ranking factor would be something that would, to me, be something they could do after the fact. And it still doesn't make any sense. They're the same damn thing. Why Mm. are they they different at all? A signal and a factor, to me, there's no difference, right? 
And just because, and if you try to separate the two, you're going to have this, this, the, the brain twisting stuff that you just went through to try to figure this out. And I think you're making it too complicated. They're the same thing. A signal, a factor, you don't need to think about them differently. Oh, I'm still going to tear you a new one as soon as we get off this. But I'm also... <laughs> Why wait? Come no, on. Yeah, no, no. You you would totally... You've used those words before, too. So don't do that. I, yes, I have. I have. Absolutely. I've used signal and factor different times. But I almost guarantee every time I used them, I could have switched them and it wouldn't have made any difference to what I was saying. Uh-huh. Well, well, we'll get into this when I've had more time to look at this. I don't think well on the spot, I have to admit. So, uh, so, so we're going to... That's the next week's show. We are going to have a discussion about the difference between a factor and a signal. I'll prepare Based some on what stuff. I can find online. Yeah, I'm interested in this too. This is good. All right. All right. Okay. So, anyways, it was very interesting. And I knew, of course, you'd have lots to say, as usual. And <laughs> you, you got uh, me after I got up at 6 a.m. and packed up a camp and drove two hours to work. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah, there's no excuse, man. No excuse. Okay. So, <laughs> You wanted to mention something about something Dwayne Forrester had posted. Oh, yeah. So apparently there's some talk around in the different forums and, and some of the sites about a potential update that happened in July. Glenn Gabe did some research, looked at some data. He did some really good work um, that showed some signals about looks like there might have been an update in July. Not a panda update, not a penguin update, just an update. And I love the fact, and we saw, I saw this posted on Facebook. Who is it? Dwayne Forrester posted it on Facebook. And then immediately Gary Isles from Google responded. And I love his response so much. All he said very simply was, it happens every day. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's right. Go, go Gary. <laughs> good, good, good. But I don't, I, yeah. So I, I just think it's easy to point out. There's, there's, we got to remember this stuff does change every single day. Some days it's going to change more than others. And I bet you if you do the kind of research that Gabe does, and Gabe loves data. He's a great, great data geek. And you dig in, some months will look a lot bigger than other months. But I think a lot of this stuff is just, this changes every day. And we got to remember that. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to answer some, a couple of questions from our community. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So our first question is from Michael Koss. He says, hello, my band is trying to book more weddings in the Oklahoma City metro area. I have two questions about my SEO for keywords related to Oklahoma City wedding bands. The search results are currently dominated by sites such as a couple different bands. Sites that have lists of bands and bands that have to pay to be on. Paid directories tied to specific Oh, I see. Bands. Thank you. The first result that is an actual band's individual page is the number 10 result. Do you have any strategies or tips on how to break through into the top positions? All right, let's start with that one. Fire away, Johnny. It's interesting. You're going very specifically geo-target to Oklahoma City, but you don't have a physical address. And usually in a local band situation, you might be able to get away with considering yourself a service business to where you could do local search because you go to a customer's location to perform your <laughs> perform <laughs> perform your services, so you could be considered a service area business. So I would try to get a local listing as a service area business. I don't know if this has worked for any bands because I actually thought about this a while back for a band that I was talking to, but we never actually went had to see if it would work. But I'd be interested to know if if you could get yourself listed as a service area business as a local band, especially for something as specific as weddings. Mm. That would be the first first thing I'd try. It's difficult to do that if these other sites have well, frankly, a lot more people talking about them too. But here's the difference, right? If you get listed in local search as a service area business and there's enough search volume around these terms, you're going to get a local pack. There might only be your band in the local pack because you're the only one listed as a service area business. So you're going to jump all those other ones because of the local pack. Potentially. That'd be nice. Guaranteed. Trying to remember, have I seen ever just one show up? Have you? Good question. I don't know if I can recall that off the top of my head either. I know I've seen, I know I've seen. Almost seems like something they wouldn't do unless there was enough to show there, but it's hard to say. Hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm going to keep my, that that could definitely be the case, but it would definitely be something to try. I wouldn't not try it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. He says, number two, he says, I want to rank for more cities than just Oklahoma City. We would like to service any city in the metro or any city in the Tulsa metro. I've read that doorway pages are bad. I had planned on creating a page for each of the cities we were interested in, but I think we might get penalized if I do. Again, do you have any strategies to rank for multiple select cities? Well, that's a big and very common (laughs) question. Yeah. Big and very common question in the local market. Uh, I get it all the time. I don't have anything against location-based pages, you know, you say you work in these areas, show pictures of you doing shots or playing in a particular location and the name of of the location. I mean, uh, make it sort of an event listing. You've got to have some, what I'm getting at is you need to have a reason to have that page and not just make it a doorway. Okay, so technically a doorway is a useless page that's just used to get a ranking. Well, these ones, 
yeah, you might have that ultimate goal, but it also has to be of use. So I'd like to make them into something of use, put some testimonials on there. And yeah, just show your your most recent places, put some schema in there, schema markup to show the location, the addresses of the places you've been playing at in those areas. Absolutely. That's a great idea. What were you going to say? No, I was going to I was going to go with the schema thing, but you already got it. Yeah, make sure you mark those pages up with schema. Make sure you separate those pages pages dedicated towards the locations with the events and the and the the recommendations or the reviews on the location pages from your this is who we are and what we do pages, right? You don't want those you don't want to talk about being a wedding band on every one of your location pages. You want those separate. Right? right. But but cool. I think the events thing's a great idea. Okay. Well, and there's also some very specific markup for those. Do your research if you can. Don't go with schema. Go with JSON LD. There's a lot of great little tools online that'll help you build the JSON LD, which is essentially a, a snippet of code that you can add to the page. That really, that's it. You're done. You don't have to do all of the markup on all the text. This will tell Google exactly the same thing, and Google's favoring it now. Preferably not in terms of rankings or anything. They just say, you know, go with JSON. It's a lot easier. We're all in. So that's good. Life is easier. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Anything um, that makes our, things easier, anything yes. that makes anything easier is good. Absolutely. Since our website is, and he gives the address, our site is still pretty fresh, and we're there in the process of building it out. I figured I would get proactive feedback instead of building out the site and having to redo it. Thanks for your input. Well, you're very welcome, and yep. I hope that does help. Yep. And if it's a new site, get that authority build up. Start getting getting social mentions, brand mentions. Get some links to your site. That's going to be critical for a brand new site. You know, content is important, but that building that offsite authority is also important, especially when you're competing against the kind of sites you're talking about. Even if you do the whole local search business area thing, that offsite authority is big, especially yeah. for new yeah. sites. And Michael, uh, just to give you a shout out. Thank you for putting this uh, question on there. So I'll say uh, his his website is Signal. 88band.com. That's signal88band.com. Hopefully you get a little business out of that. And if, you're, and if you're listening in Oklahoma City and you're getting married, I know just the band for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, the next question is from Simon Cox. It says, interesting topic came up today. We've been looking at the descriptions under PDFs in the search results. We have a lot of PDFs with no descriptions at all, while others do have some that appears to be arbitrarily pulled from the content. We thought that adding metadata descriptions might help available as a properties field in Acrobat Pro, but not an Acrobat Reader. But in the dis- instances where we, we have added a metadata description, Google has not used it at all, leaving us with no real control on the PDF's description in search results. The content that Google pulls out of the PDF for the description is rarely a useful summary of the PDF, so this could be a lot better. I'd be interested in anyone else's thoughts and experience with indexed PDFs. So I don't have a lot to add here other than the fact that I've had very little success controlling anything that shows up for PDFs. I really think that Google uh, takes whatever is in the metadata at a very, you know, with a, with a ton of salt and, and it really just goes with their own info, which they like to do most of the time anyway now for search results. What are your thoughts? I usually will recommend not trying to get PDFs indexed. I mean, I know sometimes you can't help it and you can't, that's the only way you can do things, but I usually recommend putting all your PDFs in a folder marked you know, PDF and blocking it with robots.txt and then creating a page for each PDF that describes the content and the links to it. Not don't duplicate the PDF content, but describe it. Good description, not just like a, two sentences, but a good detailed description of what they're going to find. Maybe a screen cap of one of the pages, build a good content page around why that PDF exists 
and then link to it. They can still get to it. They can still read it. They can still print it. But that page gives you a ton more control of how it's represented in search. Thank you. In fact, that uh, it sparked a memory here that we, we did this recently for one of our clients because they had way too many PDFs. We suggested that they do a canonical tag from their PDF. And I remember now you can do that and it works quite well. That way, anyone who's linking to the PDF, if you don't know index something that could have some benefit and you know, make sure it points to the page that talks about it and make sure you have that page. Yeah, it worked out. Uh, the jury's still out how well it's working because it's pretty fresh. We've done this, but it makes perfect sense and, and, and sense, and it's also recommended by Google. I understand sometimes this is not possible. If you have 10,000 PDFs on your site, it's going to take you years and years to create that those amount of pages. But the most important ones, the ones that you really think can drive some critical you know, traffic to your site, do those for sure. All right. Well, I think that's all we can fit in today. You get to my messages here. There we go. Make sure you got the cranberry.fm one. I do. I do. <laughs> well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 